Michigan, 10 seconds left on the clock. Ball on the right hash. Haskins, up the middle, falls in the end zone. Michigan, 14, Ohio State, 77. Game is over. It's going to go something like that, right? I mean, pretty close. it's, it's going to be a beat down. You Absolutely. think Ryan Day actually puts up 100? Uh, as I he would, should. He should go for he it, at should. least. Hey, might as well. Do you know what time it is, guys? This is a moment, I mean, at least Dylan and I have been waiting for for weeks. Since we started doing weeks, this up again. Months. Since we started doing this up again, we're like our biggest one that we're going to do so far in the short little future of Bias Sports until, you know, next year is the preview episode. We've talked about how it's going to be an hour long, maybe two. Maybe three. Hey, it's so long that we're breaking it into two parts, and you have found part one of the preview episode. I mean, we're going all in Ohio State, and then we're going to give you some Big Ten over-unders, and then make sure as soon as this one is done, you click to the next one, part two, national episode, where we give predictions for just about Everything? About everything nationally. You can see Everything both. nationally. And my goodness, is it going to be a beautiful next two hours or so with you, Dylan? Oh, talking college football. It's going to be a blast. Let's get into it. 56-yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the miss field goal back. Well, he has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State's Jalen Watts-Jackson, and he scores on the last play of the game. Samuel cuts it back. Ohio State wins. Fun guy, what's up, baby? What it do, baby? Yeah, yo, what do you know? It is finally here, boys, girls, people who listen to this. My goodness. I mean, Ohio State literally kicks off in two weeks and two days. Gosh. Like, it's so close. At Minnesota, I mean, I'm I am geeked, and I said it. I said it before. It'd be the best Thursday of my life. And and Dylan, great. Dylan, and I were talking about beforehand, just about how he didn't watch much college football last year, and all due to COVID, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, I mean, Ohio I mean, State not starting until November. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody right. really did. Yeah. Or I mean, mid October. Right. I mean, with the year before being at Ohio State and having the tickets and going to the games, you know, it's a completely different story. You know, last year, no fans, no students. It's just different. I just the pageantry. I, never, I didn't get into yeah. it like I normally do. The pageantry of college football just was not there. The whole watching game day and then yeah, no, I it, I didn't even watch a ton of game yeah. day. It it just was not was not there. Nothing was the same. But man, oh man, is it back? And is it going to be better than ever? I don't know if I've ever been as hyped for a season as I am for this one. I mean, I'm I'm a big college football fan more than NFL fan. And I watched games last year. Um, even before Ohio State was playing, I was still watching. Maybe not as closely. Right. It was hard to care when your team isn't. Oh, yeah. It's not even about contending, being in contention. It's just when they're not there. And the storylines on whatever is just SEC this. And there's yeah. the Big Ten and Pac-12 coming. And like we can look back at all the bad that happened a year ago with COVID. And we're still going to face COVID challenges going forward. But you know what? I expect full sta- full 
stance entire season. Oh yeah, I, I, everywhere, country, absolutely. country. Yep. Um, I expect people to be rowdy. I expect. Oh, is it going to be rowdy? Bands. Oh to be, my goodness. I mean, can't imagine the atmosphere. It's going to be crazy because we are so hungry from not just like last year to this year, but two years worth of like, hey, when's the last time we've been in the shoe of going, oh, all the way around over and over again. Like it just, it's going to be so amazing. It's going to be so sweet. The, the experience on TV is going to be better. Game day, big noon kickoff, whatever you watch, like it's going to be spectacular. And the last thing I want to get into it with it is I was listening to, uh, ESPN ESPNU radio the other day and so whoever was talking brought up a great point I think they were interviewing the Wake Forest coach and he had said that with a super senior setter back this year like not just on his team but all these teams college football teams are gonna be deeper they're gonna be better because you have more experienced players coming back right because it, they're able to yep. and it is going to give such a better product and with everything NIL you know everything what college football is becoming we are in for a great, great, spectacular, incredible, amazing, big season. And with that, let's get into the Big Ten. Get into the big dogs of the Big Ten. Best conference in the country. <laughs> it's a bold statement sometimes, <laughs> but uh, the big boys of the Big Ten. The Ohio State Buckeyes. And... uh the first thing I want to start off with is something we've kind of talked all summer, but man, this quarterback comp—not even quarterback competition anymore because it is Stroud. Right? Yeah, he's pretty much pulled away with it. Um, but the quarterback room that we have at Ohio State, especially with Quinn coming in now, Quinn coming that's, in, yeah. Um, I, and I asked you before the oh, let's set the over and under for assume Stroud's a starter all season, doesn't get hurt. Over under twenty steps from McCord. <sighs> God, it's so hard to predict. Going over over twenty. I mean, yeah, but not but like twenty passes. You know, somebody's going to transfer, so you don't yeah. you don't know when. I mean, is it going to happen before the season? Are they going to wait until we're? I mean, I you know, feel to like see where they're at in the pecking order to see if they're getting the the backup playing time. If it was, I mean, I would know? think it would be now, especially with right, Quinn. Right. Um. So yeah, it's it's hard to predict that because I mean, obviously, I think right now McCord is going to be the number two guy. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you would think he would get most of the second string snaps, but. I mean, if everybody's still there, I mean, you're going to throw Jack Miller in there. Quinn's going to get some snaps. Right. You know? So I'm asking you, like, and this is assuming we're going to have blowouts because you're going to put your second, third, fourth guy guys in. So does McCord get over under 20 this season? If you're talking over under 20, I think you're looking... Plays. Not, not passes, not designated quarterback runs or anything. Plays. I'm going 20. I'm going over. Uh, I mean, I would say, yeah, because, I mean, you could get that one game in a fourth quarter. Yeah. You know, if, you know... Tulsa, if we're up forty points going in the fourth quarter, I mean, you might pull Stroud. I don't, I don't know. Jack Miller, I don't know. over under twelve. Man, I'm going under for Miller. You think so? Mm-hmm. Man, what about Quinn Ewers? Over under eight. I would like to think I'm that going all, over for Quinn. I would like to think they'll all get ten at least. Yeah, I, I would think get them one solid drive, mm-hmm. ten play drive. I, I would. Think. I mean, and again, this is assuming that Ohio State's going to have lots of blowouts, which we expect. Yeah. But uh, my next note on here is that Travion Henderson is going to be an absolute stud for Ohio State. I don't think he comes in right away as a first-team starter. When do you think he starts getting the bulk of the carries? Uh, week three. So if I look at the depth chart, I've got one pulled up right now. Master Teague is at the top of the depth chart with Maya Williams behind him. 
And yeah, gonna, I mean, it's going to be Williams. I mean, Williams is going to get right, the but I, Yeah, I, I just say, I still think that it's just going to kind of I just don't think Teague go is, with the flow of the game. Teague is just not that dude. Right. That, I mean, Teague's been there, feels like a long time. I right. mean, it literally feels like Teague has been there since Beanie Wells. Well, going in last year, he was starter. And then when Sermon yeah. transferred, I mean, he took a huge backseat. Sermon so, or Teague? Sermon took a huge backseat, and then... It took Sermon a few weeks to get rolling, but well, right, 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 yeah, Woo-hoo! that's what I'm saying. Once he yeah. really got going, I mean, Teague went from lead back to you know hardly getting a dang right. snap. Well, I mean, he also got had a concussion, was out versus Clemson. Um, that's true. And but I mean, still, I mean, I, I don't know. I I like you. I don't see him. Mm-hmm. He may start at the top of the depth chart, but it's not going to stay that way. Uh, sticking to offense, this wide receiver class is the deepest, most stacked most talented wide receiver class in college football history. Are seven guys going to make immediate impacts this season? No, obviously not. But, like, the future after Olave and Wilson both leave, <laughs> Fleming is bright. and Buka, Harrison Jr., Jackson Smith and Jigba, I mean, it is crazy. Caleb Burton coming yeah. in next year. It is so crazy how deep, how talented this class, this receiving core is. And... Two of them are gone next year. That's it. Like we repl- we reload like crazy. You're re- you're gonna replace the top two receivers in the country, and you're not gonna skip a beat. No, you're gonna have two top five receivers in the yeah. country. Like, and and what's crazy is what you just said is, who's the number one receiver in the country? I I, I say Garrett Wilson. You could have Olave. I think prior to the season, Olave. I think Garrett Wilson. Once they start playing mm-hmm. again, I think Wilson. And regardless that. of who you put right there, who's the number two receiver in the country? Chris yeah, Olave. I mean, it's it's one two yeah, with those right. guys, like yeah, and and that's not just us saying that just because we know we're Ohio State fans. I mean, that those are you know if you look at wide receiver rankings in the country, Olave Wilson Wilson Olave. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's those two. The talent is is insane, and like, I mean, Garrett Wilson, he's been making plays from day one. I I still think of that Clemson catch on the first drive where he looks like he's fourteen feet up in the air oh, and goodness. high points that ball. I remember the spring game. It would have been. Would have been 2019 when he came in as a freshman mm-hmm. spring game, and I said, "Watch out for him. Yeah. He is going to be a monster. He is. He made plays in his spring so game, athletic, and he has not stopped. So talented. He, um, probably one of my favorite receivers already to come through Ohio State. At least one that I can appreciate. Yeah. You know, being the age that I am to really appreciate what's happening. Because I mean, you guys, when I was super young, I mean, you had uh, what Hartline, Rubisky, Posey. Mm-hmm. Those guys, yeah. but I mean, one that I can really Anthony appreciate, Gonzalez. right? You know, even yes. before that, Chris Carter, you right? Know. But ones you, I can really appreciate right now, Garrett mm-hmm. Wilson. I, I really can appreciate what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was listening to something else the other day too, and they were talking about how the impact that you expect, like an all all great freshman receiver to make, like Chris Olave, we thought had a great freshman year, right? Yeah, because he made two plays against Michigan, mm-hmm. and we deemed that like, hey major contributor for being a freshman uh garrett wilson you know didn't he was like one of the only ones where it seemed like he had a catch every game yeah. and makes spectacular catches but even jackson smith and jigwell last year like went on the scene with an indiana touchdown right and then probably was our best solid contributor as a freshman last year yeah that's without like fleming right you know fleming stepped up big versus northwestern for what he had to do but it's it's gonna be it's kind of crazy to expect and buka and Marvin Harrison Jr. to come in right away and make an immediate instant impact, especially with having obviously the big two and then Fleming and Smith and Jigba in front of them, along with you know the talent tight end. 
Right, because you even got to remember G. Scott. Yeah. He's listed as a third-string tight end. He's not going to get third-string tight end right. snaps. He's going to be in there with the receivers, a little slot, um, a little tight end. So, of the two, though, Mbuka or Marvin Harris, Harrison Jr., who would you expect to maybe be the in Jigba of this year? Marvin Harrison Jr.? You think so? I think, I, yeah, I think for sure. Just, man, he, he had a catch against uh, in, the, in the spring game that I was just like, this dude is something else, man. Right. So, uh, well, let's talk some defense. I, I'm so happy and I, I that Haskell Garrett came back. And I really wish Togi I would have stayed, um, especially after he got drafted to the Browns. I really wish Togi I would have stayed. <laughs> um, but Haskell Garrett being back, I mean, he is going, going to be the heart and soul of this defense. Oh, yeah. I hope he wears the number zero this year that Cooper wore last year. Yeah, he probably... I imagine he probably will. And I really hope I really hope he does. Um and I have heard such great things about Taraja Mitchell anchoring our defense at linebacker. He is finally getting his chance. He is He's going been, to be an absolute yeah. monster this year. So if you let's touch on linebacker a little bit. I think other than him, uh and hopefully he shows out, you know, and really impresses, but we've got let's see, we've got Dallas Gant, senior. Gant I never started. Yep. Um, and then Made some plays see, last got, year, though, got, when he needed to. Right. You got Kayvon Pope behind him, Cody Simon, uh, freshman Reed Carrico. There's, I don't think linebacker is going to be a, a significant strength for no, us. No, it's def- we're, we definitely Maybe a little consistency, a lot. but I don't, there's, right. right, we lost a ton. But our D-line is going to make up for it so much I, with right, the pressure that right. we're going to put on I, teams. I absolutely hope so, yes. Um, and then secondary-wise, like, I hate to put a lot of pressure on Seven Banks, but he's the man. He's got to be the man this year. Yeah. He's got to anchor that secondary. He's got to be the dude that Sean Wade just couldn't be for us last year. You know, right? Um, if Seven Banks, the next big, you know, DBU star, gets drafted first round, I I think so. I hope so. I oh yeah, I think, and that's another thing. I think the cornerback position is mm-hmm. gonna is not gonna be the big strength, but the safeties, having Proctor and mm-hmm. Ransom and Marcus Williamson coming back. We're going to be strong at safety, and yep. hopefully that over-the-top help is, yep, is going to make up for the, the lack at, at corner. Um, and you can't talk Ohio State without talking to the coaching staff. Hmm. What a phenomenal job that Coombs and uh, Hartline and Larry Johnson and all the rest of the staff has, have done recruiting, getting these players to be as great as they are. But every praise goes to Ryan Day. And we talked about this a few weeks ago, talking about Urban Meyer and like the one person we wanted to replace Urban Meyer with. I'm happy that it was Ryan Day. And I hope Ryan Day stays here for 25 years. Wouldn't that be incredible? I hope he oh stays here goodness. for life and uh, just wins this national championship after national championship after national championship. Because, hey, it's year three. It's coming. It's time. Yes, it is. It is time. So with that... We're going to get into our Big Ten preview. We're going to pick the over-unders for each team. And if you got a little bit of a note for them, you know, conference right. game or non-conference game that you think might make or break them, key player or whatever, key stat, we'll go over it. Um, and let's just start with Ohio State over-under. It's set at 11. So you can either take the over at 12, push it, keep it at 11, or do the under. Uh, and I really think there's only one like legit answer to this. And that is the over one. And this is not like assuming any bowl game and or playoff games or anything. So it's of 12 games. Right. You take it in the over on 11. 
Oh, yeah. I think we go undefeated. Which Hell yeah, we and, go and undefeated. I, I think that's going to be tough for us because, so we play Oregon. Yep. Minnesota, start the season with Minnesota. Right, but Minnesota is not the same team. Right. I mean. But conference games on the road. Right. No, I, I get that and, completely, and but we don't have remember that. Is hostile environments this right. year are going to be very, yes. very hostile, like Correct. we said. Right, so yeah, we go to Penn State, mm-hmm. we go to Indiana. That's going to be tough. No, Penn State's in Columbus. Is it? Yeah. You're right. I know. You're right. My bad. Indiana you're, goes to. You're Penn going State. to that game, remember? We, right. Indiana is going. But to we're Penn at State. Indiana. And we're at, at Indiana. Minnesota. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And we're at the big house. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I mean, we already said that at the big house, like they're going to score a touchdown in the last <laughs> minute until we lose by 63 points. So not too worried about that team of North. But no, what what I was getting at is we don't have the top 10 matchup mm-hmm. per se. Well, Indiana, Oregon, they're close, but they're outside. So, if we have a hiccup, I really hope it doesn't cost us. What what week is Indiana? Uh, we it's like the twenty is it twenty third of October. Okay, I think we go to Indiana and we then we come back Indiana. home for Penn State. Gotcha. So back to back, was it week eight and week nine? I okay. think. So yeah, a couple rough weeks right there in a row, yeah. but nah, Ryan Day, hey, we need ready it. to go. Oh yeah, I'm excited and I'm taking oh, the o- taking the over. We're going yeah. undefeated. We're not losing a damn game this year. Going undefeated, beating whoever in the Big Ten West, which we'll get to that in a minute. And then uh, if you really want to know who we're picking for the playoff and all that, you just wait for ep- for part two of this uh, preview episode because we will get into it. Uh, but before that, let's go to Penn State. Way before that. <laughs> uh, Penn State set at nine. I am taking the under, man. I'm taking the under. They start with Wisconsin. Yep. They play Auburn. Like, I hate Auburn. I hate the SEC. Ugh, man, but even if they split one of those two. They have a tough schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't worry. They play Villanova and Ball State also. but Right. No, I mean, they tough schedule at Wisconsin. I mean, they they host Auburn, so that mm-hmm. maybe helps. But and that's I don't know if they'll do a whiteout that early. That's the that's well, the Saturday Auburn, that's the Saturday night game. September I heard 18th. it's gonna be a whiteout. Okay, should be a whiteout. So could play in their favor. But yep. they go to Iowa. I think they lose to Wisconsin. They probably beat Auburn. But at Iowa, at right. Ohio State, yep. they're gonna slip. I mean, gotta I'm play not, Indiana, yeah. Michigan at Michigan State. I mean, I'm gonna have to agree because I went back and forth on this one mm-hmm. before we started. I went over and then I went under and then I went over and then I pushed it. And I, I settled on the under. Just there's so many tough I mean, games. For I them. think like eight and four, maybe seven and five, but still under nine. Right. Going under. I mean, they're they didn't really lose anybody. Clifford, mm-hmm. you know, he's consistency at quarterback, I guess. But he's got a receiver. He's got a running back. They got a safety. But I don't think it's enough. Too tough of a schedule. Yeah. Um. Let's go Indiana next, just because I have them on here. They are set seven and a half. I think that's wild, dude. I, I mean. Are they going to have the same magic they did last year? Maybe, probably not, but I still think they're a solid team. Yeah, but that team. magic was without Phoenix last year, right? Penix got Penix, hurt, yeah. yeah, like, what, week five, week right. six or something. Um, he's back. Tyler Freifogel is back. And Tom Allen is a amazing coach, man. And he's going to have those dudes ready. And, like, seven and a half is so low. Yeah, I I'm agree. going. I'm going over, and I'm going over by, like, nine or ten. Say so they let's see they host Cincinnati, they host us. Mm-hmm. Biggest road game at Iowa. Yeah, 
You lose those three, At you're still Michigan. nine and three. You yeah. lose those three games, you're still nine and three. Yeah, that's an over, for sure. So I'm going over with them. Uh, Maryland, land of the Mary, the Terps. Remember, they got Talia Tonga Viola as their starter. No, oh, forgot about him. He uh, had a good game last year, and then you have a bad game, and then a good yep. game, and then a bad game. Yep. Um, they are set at six. I don't know what to do with them. I don't either. Their big non-conference game was West Virginia. Yeah. Um, they play in the Big Ten East, so they're obviously losing to us, Indiana, probably Penn State, but I can see them upsetting them, upset yeah. Michigan. So I really don't know with Maryland. Um, I'm going to push at six. I would not bet okay. on it. I went under. Okay. Just because the middle pack, middle of the pack in the conference is tough. It is very so tough. They're you, gonna beat up on look, each other. Yep. So you know, put us at the top. Maybe throw Indiana up there. But then you got Michigan and Penn State and Iowa and Wisconsin and and, and all those guys right in that middle pack. I, I don't think Maryland gets to the middle pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go. We we'll finish. Are we up. doing all East first? Yeah, we'll do all okay. East first. So let's go Rutgers next. Um. Dude, they took some big steps under Shiano. Yeah. Very big steps. They bought into him. They are set at four. Didn't they have one of the top recruiting classes? Uh, I mean, Up relatively. There. Probably one of their yeah. best ones they've ever had. Oh, yeah. Uh, they are set at four. I am riding the over I'm, on that like it's a helicopter ride. Yeah. I'm not riding it that much. <laughs> Maybe just a little jump over a puddle or something, but I'll take the over. I just They put up 26.7 points per game last year. Uh, Shiano, he just, they play well under him. Like he is, he is synonymous with Rutgers and I expect big things. So you, you say riding the over, like it was a helicopter ride. So are you riding the over all the way to a bowl game? Oh yeah. Think so? Oh yeah. Six, seven They wins? catch Rutgers in the pinstripe bowl next year. The cheese bowl, bowl or the armed forces. Oh, <laughs> perhaps the bias sports bowl. Oh yeah. Hosted Gosh. by the bias sports. At uh, Uncred Stadium in Galleon, Ohio, perhaps, or something yeah, on, like that? Uh, on NCAA 14 on Taylor's PS3. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, Michigan State set at four and a half. They had a tragic season last year. The only reason I'm going to pick over for them, though, is because they play Youngstown State and Western Kentucky in their non-conference. That's two. All they need is three more in the Big Ten. I think they can do it. I think so, too. I went over as well. Um, but it's going to be like five or six. I doubt. I don't know if they make a bowl game. Yeah, probably not. I say I went over, but five probably. Yeah. Um, before we do the last team in the Big Ten East and they get to the Big Ten West, we are going to take a quick break, real quick, and have a word from our first sponsor. This podcast is presented to you by Big Trash Cans, perfect for throwing all your team up north memorabilia into it because it is absolutely worth nothing. Get your local trash cans at all fine retailers, including Walmart, Meyer, Kroger, and even your local Galleon Drug Mart. Well, thanks to Trash Cans for uh, sponsoring this. Uh, you know, I, I use trash cans here at home. I'm sure you use a trash can at your house. I do. I use a couple. And they're perfect for throwing Michigan oh, yes. stuff in there. Um, speaking of that team up north, they are low trash cans this year, and they're over under a set at 7.5. The only bright spot if you're a – there's two bright spots if you're a team up north fan. One, you have a Hassan Haskins, who is a good running back. Uh, top 10 in the country, I'd give to him. Mm. And this is probably the last year with your mediocre coach. So that is a very good thing. Um, with that said, they're over under a set at 7.5. And, and I am going to take the under. 
Can we push a seven and a half? No. Why not? No. No. Seven. <laughs> Can't and they half. tie? You pick seven. <laughs> you pick eight. There's no ties in college football. Aiden Hutchinson. The end. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. I'm not worried about him because of him. I'm going over. Over. So but, who are they losing to? Oh gosh, I don't know. You're gonna make me pull up their schedule. I'm making you pull up their schedule. Hold on. They play uh, Washington. That's an L. Probably. Let's yeah, pull it up. Let's go All through right, it. Let's go through it. Hold on. Let me get here. Ooh, that's a night game. Eight o'clock game. Nice. Okay, Western Michigan. One and zero. One and zero. They're hosting Washington though. That's a loss. One and one. Okay, Northern Illinois. Two and one. Rutgers. Two and two. Ah, oh, they're not losing to Rutgers. Three and one. Three and one. So at Wisconsin, probably lost. Three and two. Two and three. At Nebraska, probably win. Three and three. Hosting Northwestern, probably win. At Michigan State, probably win. Hold on, you. you after we're gonna split those four and four. <laughs> Where were we at? Northwestern. Northwestern, Michigan State. Okay, so Michigan State host Indiana. That's an L. Four and five. At Penn State. That's an L. Four and six. At Maryland. That's a W. Five and six. Host us. Five and seven. Gosh, take the under. Okay, let me do mine then. I bet they beat Washington at home. Oh my! Probably God. lose at Wisconsin. Are you drinking the TUT? Probably lose at Wisconsin. Probably lose to Indiana at home. Probably gonna lose at Penn State. Lose to us. Eight and four. Nope. Seven. I mean, I don't want to vouch for them, but you certainly are right now. But with the running back and then Hutchinson on the other side of the ball, um. I I can see the over. As much as I hate to say it, but being honest here. Let's I transition over to the Big Ten West. Well, we'll go with uh, those Badgers at Wisconsin. Nine and a half. I'm taking the over with ten. I think they lose okay. two games. I went under with nine. Uh, I like Graham Mertz, man. They are, he, is, he is going to be the real deal. Uh, struggled a little bit last year after getting COVID, but that first game against Illinois. He struggled quite a bit after getting COVID. Mm-hmm. But they so they've got Sanborn back on defense. What does Wisconsin do well? They just pound the ball. They're All gonna right. do it this year. They always have legit defenses. Um, I think Wisconsin. There might hey. So you said over? Yes. Are they beating Notre Dame? Yes. Because they played Notre Dame this year. Yes. Um, Iowa. I think they probably Minnesota, Nebraska, Michigan, Penn State. Even if they lose Army. to even if they lose to to Notre Dame, I, they can. I think they lose a conference game. Maybe Notre Dame. They're ten and two. Okay. They're my pick to win the Big Ten West. Okay. Ooh, I didn't think about picking a Big Ten West winner. They still probably are my pick too, but at nine. Uh, Iowa eight and a half. I don't know what to expect from Iowa. I, don't I really don't like. They're good on the line, mm-hmm. but what? They're set eight and a half. I'm taking the under. I went under as well, but still sticking right there around it. Yeah. Eight. S- seven seven eight wins. Uh. Minnesota, I mean, they're set at seven. They're going to start off with a big fat L. And how do you bounce back from that? P.J. Fleck and the boys, Tanner Morgan's back, but is, know, that's are they I'd bouncing like back or are they going back to their normal? I don't know. I mean, Bateman didn't play at all last year, right? Mm-hmm. He sat out the whole season. Yep. What did they go last year? I don't remember. Not well. I was going to say, it did, I don't think it went well at all. So, I, I think you got to. Ugh, gotta push that one. I I'd push it. I, I wouldn't don't know. Bet on I can't it. see him getting to eight, but I don't know. six yeah. is I don't know. Um, next Northwestern six and a half. I mean, they've won two of the last three Big Ten West champions. Yep. 
but they don't ever bounce. Like, they don't ever have two good years in a row. Like, right. Northwestern never has two good years in a row. Um, six and six, I'm hitting the under. They they play Duke. I'm taking, I, I'm, I agree with you. Take the under. Six and six, five and seven. Yeah. Uh, the Fighting Illini, three and a half. I don't know how you don't go, how you go over on that. I mean, Illinois, Brett Bielema is back in the Big Ten. Can you believe that? Yeah. Hey, it didn't work out in the SEC, big yeah. dog. Should have stayed Wisconsin while you had the chance, but yep. big old Burt Bielema, three and a half, taking the under. Taking the under? Taking the under. I went over. Really? Over at four. Wow. Who you haven't beaten? You have to. You're no, 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 I don't care. Okay. They probably play who? Yeah. They probably play. Uh, I mean, I, I could see them being Purdue. Probably play Purdue. They're non-conference Probably games. a Rutgers or a Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Minnesota, Nebraska, Michigan State. Depends on who they play. I could out of conference win. Yeah, you know it. It's possible. Uh, Purdue set at five. Uh, they'll get a win playing UConn because UConn sells a football team. If you didn't know, they do. Hey, who's the? You know the biggest name to come out of UConn probably ever in football history. Football? Gosh, I don't know. Probably Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if, I, that's if I'm thinking like if there's some like real big name UConn player and I didn't say it and think, it's like your favorite player of all I, time, I think there's an offensive lineman that came out of UConn that had a pretty good career. Dan Orlovsky. Know his name. Uh, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to push the five with Purdue. I really don't know. There's su- such a hard choice because like they can play upset alert at any time. I just don't think Jeff Brom is like an elite coach. Like yeah. they want to act like he is. So they lost Rondell Moore. Mm-hmm. They've still got David Bell, but one guy is not enough. They've got a halfway decent running back, but I actually went under for Purdue. Really? Okay. I hate Purdue. Last one with a passion. <laughs> Me too. Me too, buddy. Uh, Nebraska is the last one. They are set at six. They play Oklahoma non-conference wise. Yep. I think they go over though. Yep. I do. I think that they pretty much beat the Big Ten West teams other than Wisconsin, maybe Iowa. Um, How long's Frost been there now? This is what. This year? is year three or four. Is he year four? I think. Has he had a winning season? <sighs> Close to it, maybe once. Say that first year they started off like it. zero and six. Right. Right. I don't know if they, they fire, fire him after this year. I mean, he is a Wisconsin guy or a, a Nebraska guy and everything. Right. You so. want to give him a chance, but, yeah, I just don't know. So, um, anything else, Big Ten? Any final thoughts, Big Ten? Um, you can say anything Ohio State that you want. Just remember that as we transition to part two, like, that's where we give major predictions for. But are you – I mean, we're assuming Ohio State, Big Ten East, Wisconsin, Big Ten West – yeah, I think yeah, I think you got to go Wisconsin. There's nobody else that really sticks out. I mean, maybe Iowa. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Northwestern if they if they stay legit on defense. And that's I real I want to get into something real quick. Okay. Um, because Justin Fields balled out in the preseason, and they were talking the other day about like, well, Justin Fields had games where he struggled last uh, in college, and the two games that they always point out was Indiana and Northwestern. Did he struggle versus Indiana in the second half? Absolutely. And yeah, did he struggle a little bit against Northwestern with his best receiver out? Is Indiana the game where he threw a couple picks? Yeah. Okay. And then North and then Northwestern. Hey, guess what? I forgot we were also playing a top five defense in the country last year in that game. Yep. And Trey Sermon also rushed for three hundred fifteen yards. So I don't really think that uh, Justin Fields needed to do all that much. And like when you have a top five defense like that. And you return a lot of those players, 
it's hard to be bad. So I really don't know what to feel with North Northwestern. Again, I think it's Wisconsin, but it could come down to those final two, you know? Yeah, no, I absolutely. Um, I want to jump back to Ohio State for a second. Okay. So when you look at the Oregon game, so it's a noon game, big noon kickoff, probably game day as well, sort of like they did with Penn State um, a couple years ago when we had big noon kickoff as my – 21st birthday is quite a fun experience. Um, but look at that Oregon game. First game back at the shoe, full capacity. What what are you expecting for Ohio State to do in that game? I mean, with the atmosphere, you without playing with it last year, I mean, do you expect them to come in and play a close game? Or do you think we're going to absolutely clobber them? I think that I I could see it going two ways. We either start off really hot, go up by quite a few touchdowns, and then maybe they make it a little bit competitive in the fourth and we end up winning by two touchdowns, or it being competitive for three quarters and then fourth quarter hits, our talent shows, um, and we end up winning by three touchdowns. How do you think we handle Thibodeau? I don't think he's an issue. I mean, is he going to make plays? I think that is sure. be our he's biggest issue great, in that game. Yeah, he's such a great you know, D-lineman. However, like, our offensive line is so good, and I think we'll be just fine. I was looking while we are doing this, hoping that there was a spread out for it already, but there's not. Not yet. Hey, we'll, we'll pick it so, soon. Right, yeah, so we'll get to that. But, but man, to be at that game is going to be something. Yeah, I won't, I won't be going, unfortunately. I have a uh, JV game at Cary. Uh, no, maybe not at Cary. Maybe it's home, but as soon as it's done, like... With the noon game, it's not possible. I'll be getting there, being in home quick and watching it. And I'm geeked. I'm excited as you. And uh, the only thing I'm more excited for than that game coming up is part two of a preview episode that's going to start as soon as this one ends. Rich is right about now. Sure. I think we we did enough here. Hey, next episode is even better. Even Let's better. go.